0: On this edition of Opinions Matter, we debate legalising all drugs and hear about a protest where they'll be openly used. Uh, We're calling on the public to come
1: out and consume cannabis openly in defiance of the law. To highlight its failure and to highlight the need for change. But
0: not everybody agrees.
2: So yes, if you're caught with drugs, I believe you should be immediately jailed.
0: Uh, Any drugs, Malachi, Any? even, Even cannabis? Yes. That's all to come. It's the Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian Kennedy and Jeremy Dixon. A podcast from Ireland with a difference. A couple of thousand people are expected to gather at Marion Square in Dublin this coming Sunday at 2 o'clock calling for the legalisation of cannabis. I'm joined on the uh, line from County Cork by a man who has been uh, campaigning for drug policy reform for over uh, 12 years. His name is uh, Martin Condon. He's run for election on many uh, occasions. Martin, welcome to Opinion Matters. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Martin, you have run for uh, election on a number of occasions. Have you been successful?
1: Um, no, I've, I've ran at the by-election and um, no, I, I, I topped the independence that year. I'd done very well, but um, no, it wasn't enough to, to actually get elected. But the important thing for me it was uh, the, the message attached to the campaign um, and more than getting elected. And uh, I achieved that goal anyway, so I was very happy with my campaign.
0: Okay, now, uh, on your Twitter bio, it says that you are a drug policy reform activist for 12 years. Why did you get interested in campaigning for drug policy reform?
1: Yeah, I suppose uh, I should have updated that. It's uh, two years uh, short. But um, for, uh, 14 years ago, when I was uh, 17 years of age, I got caught with a piece of hash and I experienced um, what the it was like to be stopped and searched at the side of the road uh, by the authorities and get dragged through the courts and uh, all of that fun stuff that goes with it. Um, I felt like it was incredibly unjust that the punishment it it did not fit the crime um, the way in which I was treated at the side of the road by the authorities Um, it it wasn't warranted that the problems it caused between myself and my family being treated like a criminal um, that wasn't warranted either, and I could see how um, if I had been maybe weaker-minded, um, I could have very easily fallen um, further into drug abuse because of the problems that caused. You know, I was feeling very isolated um, by the way in which I was being treated by the authorities. So from my own experiences, then I went on, campaign for cannabis legalisation, but then as I looked across the board, seeing how other drug users were being treated and how the prohibition was making life just much more dangerous for um, drug users of all kinds. Um, I, I seen then that decriminalisation uh, that wasn't fit for purpose, and the best way we can reduce harm, the harms of drugs in our society is by regulating their their supply to um, the people who wish to consume them.
0: Okay, now I mentioned uh, that on Sunday uh, a protest is to be held, Uh, several thousand expected to turn up in favour of legalising cannabis. And I know an awful lot of opinion polls in recent months and years have shown a a, a majority support in favour of particularly for medicinal use, uh, legalising cannabis. I know there was a recent poll that showed uh, some support for legalising cannabis for recreational use, but I've not heard anybody uh, calling for all drugs to be legalised.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had because we've seen the harms caused in Irish society um, escalate over the recent years with these organised crime gangs. Um, And if we really want to... um, take these guys out and um, the best way in which we can do it is take away their bread and butter which is drugs um it, it's no secret that um drugs uh, make up a large portion of the income um if not all for some of these um organized crime gangs so if we take that away not only are we helping the most vulnerable people in our community and um, we're, we're also uh, tackling some of the most uh, the people doing the most harm in our communities too um these organized crime gangs who and perpetuate violence across the uh, the nation um, in order to enforce their, their trade.
0: In your world, in your uh, kind of utopia, where would these drugs be sold? Where would you know? Where would you buy a bag of cocaine or um, some heroin? Where, where would you buy these?
1: Yeah, I suppose it's appropriate to um, deal with each drug individually. Um, Cannabis—it's uh, quite easy to uh, incorporate that into our society. Um, with, with cocaine and heroin, it might might be just a little bit more difficult but if we uh, incorporate them into the pharmacies, um, I'm, I'm sure that that would be uh, an appropriate place for them to be. Um, I, again, you, we can trust people in society with uh, some drugs. Why not all, all drugs? If, uh, if we educate consumers about, about drugs uh, I mean, in an honest unbiased way. Um, I'm sure people will make the, the right decision. Uh, and those who go on to abuse drugs, then we, we can afford them an opportunity to a little help and support rather than um, treat them like criminals and put them in handcuffs um, at the expense of the taxpayers.
0: OK, we all know, though, how dangerous... Certain drugs can be... Well, all drugs are dangerous. All drugs are bad for you. There's no currently illegal drug that you could say is particularly beneficial to you. Um, So legalizing a product or products... That we know aren't particularly good for us Seems like a backward step rather than a forward step
1: But you you have to imagine like You're you're imagining that the prohibition of drugs is successful These these drugs are everywhere There's no village uh, you can't go to in Ireland Where you can't receive your your drug of choice Um, So this notion of legalising it Is going to make these drugs more available These drugs are more available than ever and um, we we need to change that form in order to reduce the harms. Because what what I'm calling for is for a safer supply. The supply is already there, and it's controlled by organised crime gangs. Um, again, if you, if you look at cocaine, the bloodshed uh, associated with the supply of that drug to the uh, consumers. Um, it, it's unimaginable, it's horrific. Um, okay, and we but, do uh, a lot but just, uh, just to imagining, and,
0: uh, I mean, we've all seen the, uh, the documentaries, the dramas about the drugs cartels, we know uh, the route that they come and the, and the death and destruction that comes in their wake. But if, for example, we were to legalise cocaine to, tomorrow and distribute it through pharmacies or whatever,
1: where would it be yeah. sourced? Yeah, that, that's the, the important thing. You'd have to deal with the sources then and ensure that we um, incorporate in, um, again, the fair trade practices. Make sure that the uh, farmers is getting a fair trade for their, their uh, product um, and that they're they're not being abused as they currently are by the organised crime gangs who quite often will um, t- take uh, over entire farms belong to families, make them grow the crop uh, under duress uh, at the, some point quite often. And We need to change that and the only way we can do it is by regulating it. So, uh, yeah, we'd have to deal with these uh, countries uh, that uh, are already the main suppliers of the drug and uh, to clean up the entire um, supply line.
0: Like I said um, at the start, there is a campaign, and there has been for a number of years, for the legalisation of cannabis. And obviously that's something yeah. that you fundamentally uh, support. Um, yeah. I, I believe you may be taking part in the in the protest on Sunday, but tell me what you're doing in Cork next weekend.
1: Yeah, in Cork next weekend we're uh, holding a picnic in the park, um, a day of civil disobedience, um, where the uh, we're calling on the public to come out and consume cannabis openly in defiance of the law to highlight its its failure and uh, to highlight the need for change. There's a large community of people currently being oppressed by the government and we're being denied what are fundamental human rights Freedom of association. So that's the main one we'll be out there for fighting for for that day is the the freedom to associate with like-minded people who like to consume cannabis for whatever reason, whether it be medical, recreational, spiritual, religious, um, whatever label they would like to apply it. We want to afford these people the opportunity to to socialise and to live fuller lives. So you're actively encouraging people next weekend to break the law? Yeah, this is a bring your own cannabis event and there will be nobody there supplying cannabis. So anybody who comes, we're encouraging them to to bring their own cannabis um, in order to participate in the protest that day.
0: So let me come back to and and like I said, there is, it would appear, an ever growing public support for the legalization of cannabis, particularly for uh, medicinal use. I already said that this idea of legalising other drugs and distributing them through pharmacies seems a little bit more fanciful, isn't it?
1: Yeah, a little bit. But again, as I said, these drugs are already here. Um, you look at some of the bigger dangers to people who inject drugs at the moment, it's the quality of the drug that poses the most harm to the drugs. So quite often um, call-outs from our, for our paramedics and stuff uh, to deal with overdoses, we, we can reduce that drastically by cleaning up the supply of the drugs. That that's a major cost uh, saving there to the health service, but but not, not only just a cost saving. But th- those resources that would have been caught up uh, dealing with these overdoses can be redirected to your, your granny who might have fallen over and uh, has hurt her hip um, and and needs assistance. Um, you know, um, there, there's a serious waste of resources caused by this prohibition, um, and we we just really need to have a com- adult conversation about this because prohibition, we've tried it, it's failed and we really need a new approach.
0: Do you think that there will be much support for ending all prohibition?
1: Well it's it's a conversation that's going to be had very soon uh, with the Irish uh, government and the citizens at the Citizens' Assembly um, and that will be up for discussion, will be the decriminalisation of uh, all drugs, um, well the drug user mainly. Um, so it, it's certainly one that uh, it, it looks like we're, we're about to have very soon. Um, but um, it's not soon enough for me.
0: All right. Um, I want you to have a listen, uh, please, if you wouldn't mind, Martin, to this WhatsApp voice note that's just come into to us.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's
3: such a tricky one with that question. Like if you... It would be great to think, yeah, legalise drugs and then just hope that the people that would just already take them would only take them anyway and they would put money into the government... But then you'd be afraid if you did, it would turn into an epidemic and people would just start taking them because they're legal. And you don't want that, do you? So probably shouldn't, but people can get them anyway. But I'd say there would be a lot more people taking them if they were legal. Let's be honest.
0: Martin, what about that point that a lot more people would start taking drugs if they were uh, no longer illegal? There'd be an epidemic.
1: When, when we uh, legalise gay marriage, when we decriminalise uh, homosexual relationships, um, do, do, do we have a, a, a pandemic caused by gay people? Do everybody just all of a sudden start falling in love with the same sex because it was now legal? Um, when, same when we legalised condoms. that No, what, what we done is we reduced harms, or we re- removed stigma, and um, we, we uh, progressed in society. We were more compassionate to the people who were being affected by these uh, flawed policies that were morally driven and, and not based upon any facts. Um, you you show me the facts, the science that says prohibition works, and, and maybe I might entertain the, the idea of it. But okay, but you don't, you
0: don't believe it works at all?
1: It, it doesn't you know it doesn't just stigmatizes a, a whole- proportion of our population and it's uh needn't be the case
0: I'm joined on the, the other line by Maliki steenson who for many years has been an anti drugs uh, activist Would that be a reasonable word
2: to use um Malachi? Well, i i wouldn't i wouldn't consider that i'm an activist now but i was for a long time i'm probably getting too old to be an activist right um but i'm somebody who's been lives in an area which is devastated by drugs and this nonsense that's being peddled by the the liberal classes in this country that, you know, somehow liberalising it will allow people to do what they want. It will obviously allow people to do what they want but without any consequences and that it won't lead to an increase. There is no commodity in the world that has been legalised that has not led to an increase in it. And I mean, for instance, I don't want to be getting into the whole LGBT thing but since... The, the decriminalisation and gay marriage, there, nobody would doubt that there has been an increase in, in certainly the appearance on the streets of people in, in same-sex relationships. The same as abortion, once it was legalised, the numbers went through the roof. So well, it's the message that we're sending to our young people about drugs, and there was a recent report from one of the government, Quango, which made it very clear that um, cannabis use and weed use by young people was leading to mental problems in their lives, in the, in the majority of those young lives. And you see, what you're saying to young people is that it's okay to do it, that the state says that there's no problem in taking these drugs and it won't adversely affect you. Now, that may be all right if you're sitting in D4 doing a line of coke at the weekend or like many of, of, of or, or some of the people in Cork who think, oh, well, I do a bit of coke, I do a bit of weed, I do a bit of cannabis, and I'm able to function. But we don't legislate for those people. We legislate for society. And it's the type of society that we want to create. Fair enough that the people in this country decide that we want to create a society where all half of our young people are wandering around the streets, even more so than now, out of their heads on some kind of um, concoction that some somebody develops in the lab. But this nonsense of taking it out of, of the hands of criminals. Criminals will just find something else to sell. And and we know from the drugs trade that there's continually new drugs being manufactured. We didn't have crack cocaine, for instance, 20 years ago. We do have um, an abundance of it now. We didn't have many of the synthetic drugs that are there now 20 years ago. So they will just sell a a stronger and more potent product. And we know from the sales of cigarettes when we allow the state to sell them, that uh, the state just kept buying tax after tax on it and eventually it fell back into the hands of criminals. Now there are more cigarettes sold on the streets than there are through legitimate retail outlets. You know, and that's the reality. And what we need to do is to start saying, it's not a matter of education, because everybody knows that once you start taking drugs, there is a likely road you'll end up on. And, you know, we hear all of these things, oh, well, this is about the deployed communities, you know, and all of this nonsense. Drug dealing is now... Employment for many, many people. A huge industry has been built up. Well, There's
0: hardly a reason to keep it illegal, though, Malachi.
2: Well, it's certainly a reason. Well, I mean, we need to calm down on that and we need to remove the availability of drugs on the streets. We need to remove the people who are selling drugs. If you're caught with drugs or with the proceeds of drug dealing, well, you should be immediately in custody, too. You should be denied bail until your trial happens.
0: Okay, let, let me go back to uh, the point firstly. Uh, and what we're asking our listeners and viewers this afternoon is to answer a simple question. And the question is Would you like to see uh, drugs legalized? And I wanted people to send the word cannabis, all or none. Um, I'm interested to see that the majority of the messages coming into us are saying legalize cannabis, a smaller percentage are saying legalize uh, all and about 50% are saying none. So, over 50% of people want to see some sort of a liberalisation of our drugs laws. You
2: see, once you open the door, and if you say, okay, we're going to legalise cannabis or or weed or whatever, then the next step, as we see in every other so-called progressive legislation that has been brought in, it's used to open the door for more. Again, we started with abortion and we now swiftly moved on to euthanasia at the other end of the age scale. Okay, let me,
0: let me go back to uh, Martin Condon and uh, Martin, uh, Malachy uh, clearly saying there if we liberalise any drugs, including just uh, cannabis, uh, you know, it, it's the start of a slippery slope that ends God knows where.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Malachi has brought up some points on the duckies uh, he used to campaign on all those years ago and staunch anti-drugs, but um, we have uh, come down harder on drug uh, drugs in our society. We have introduced uh, minimum mandatories, although they, they're not being applied, but again, that, that comes down to how um, effective our, our laws are here in Ireland. Um, like how, how far does Maliki uh, want to bring it? Like, uh, would, would he be for the introduction of the death penalty for people who get caught more than once with drugs or something in order to stop their drug well, use? Well, like, how far do you want to anybody, push it? Well, fortunately, anybody who's caught with drugs with, with,
2: for personal use in this country is very unlikely to go to jail on a forced offence. That's the reality. They're very unlikely to even receive a conviction. That's the reality. And what we but need to do is. To set the trauma of the interaction
1: still exists, Maliki. That, that that was traumatic for yeah, me the first time I got caught but it didn't deter me from uh, going uh, It uh, was drug enough, use, obviously yeah. well, How traumatic do you people, want people, it to be? People, like, they, they, Do I need well, to get a finger up the bum from the guards every time they, they stop and search me in order to try to deter my drug use? Like, How far are we going to allow these authorities well, to they're invade our rights okay. in order to try to deter us from what is a completely normal behaviour of humans to seek it's all it's normal behaviour you see
2: and that's where we differ it's not normal behaviour
1: I would agree with you Marcy, that drug abuse is not normal behaviour but the use of drugs is certainly completely normal sane behaviour and once it's uh, not a of abuse I mean there's a difference between drug use and abuse and uh, we we're talking about drugs engaging engage in it um, because people we've had in our society look at it like so Steve Jobs imagine if uh, we, we removed him from society because he, he was a person who used drugs uh, we, we wouldn't have the products uh, given to us so all the amazing musicians, artists uh, all again uh, engaged in drug uh, use uh, we, we've got people from all facets of society who engage in uh, illegal drug use um, and they're digging they on perfectly fine um, but drug abuse it definitely affects about maybe 1 in 10 drug users Um, of the overall population and isn't it better that we treat these people with compassion rather than um, with conviction? You see
2: it's a matter of opinion whether these people are affected or not you know many of the medical uh, experts and psychologists and psychiatrists would say that they are affected and you only have to look at the amount of for instance he he mentioned musicians and and, uh, the amount of musicians over the years who have overdosed and died on drugs and who ended up you know, like zombies, and because an, a, a certain section of society who see themselves above ordinary people, whether it be the cultural classes, or the musicians, or, or the political class, or indeed the media class, who see themselves above everybody else, that because they can do a line of coke at the weekend, that it's okay, and that therefore they shouldn't be criminalized. If somebody, we almost live with the consequences of our, of our actions. And we live in a society that's governed by the rule of law. So yes, if you're caught with drugs, I believe you should be immediately jailed.
0: Uh, any and drugs, Malachi? Any, even even cannabis. Yes. Now this, com- this we, either comes this comes to the, le- this comes to the point. Either we have
2: legislation or we that don't, we can yeah. enforce. We seem we to don't.
0: Okay, but we seem to have developed a uh, a tolerance uh, towards cannabis use in the last number of years here because Martin got involved in this campaign when he was only a young man uh, and yep. he was convicted of possession and he feels that it was totally disproportionate to any crime he may have committed. Isn't that right, Martin?
1: Yeah, well, definitely. And um, I'd like to ask Malty, does he, is he aware of the cost of uh, prisoners um, in, in Ireland um, and that it's over 100000 per year per prisoner in Ireland? And that uh, yeah. was it in, 20, yeah, in yeah. the year 2018, we had o- almost 30,000 people caught just for personal possession of drugs. So are we willing to take that cost on in our society? Like oh, was it 300 million or 3 billion, um, you, you can imagine that there are 30,000 or a 100,000 each. And um, if you if not a lot of people up, uh, as you would wish. And um, at the same time, so then we, should, we look we at our dwindling uh, health uh, services obviously. where we're, they're not underfunded and we don't even have enough nurses.
2: Well, I mean, that, that goes down to how we run society. If we, for instance,
1: were to, to well, totally. What about the prison act for working above among Joy, where over 70% of the prison population is made up of people in there for crimes related to drugs? Um, do, you, do you think it's fair that they should working in these uh, unfaith, overcrowded conditions in order to enforce this failed prohibition when there's probably just as many drugs available in that prison than the people are in there for, you know?
2: Well, firstly, there shouldn't be any drugs available in prison, and that's something that the prison system has to resolve. And, you know,
1: yeah, since yeah, the time that John Lonagan
2: was From the time that John Lonagan was the governor in, in Mount Joy, he allowed a policy of, you know, appeasement, and that didn't work. And you talk about, you know, not enough prison spaces, for instance. We spent $40 million on buying a site out in Ashbourne or Taunton Hall there to build a prison. There hasn't been one brick laid in relation to that prison yet. You know, we have prisons. If we didn't, for instance, send people to jail for parking offences or for not having a TV licence, you know, we would free up a lot of spaces or for, for debt collection matters. Well, because... It costs money. I mean, if the money could easily be saved by shutting down most of the community projects which thrive off the drug addiction in this country and most of the NGOs and quangos who thrive who off all of the poverty, so-called poverty-related industry and, you know, employ people. To, to
0: Ma- Maliki, can, can I ask you a question? One of the things that uh, Martin mentioned is next weekend in Cork, he's having a peaceful protest where he's encouraging people to come along, bring their own spliffs with them, and basically defy the law. Do you think the guards should go in en masse and arrest every single one of them?
2: Well, if I went in, or if somebody else went into town during, co- during the, the lockdown and covid and paraded around and broke all the legislation. What was the state's answer to that?
0: We're kind of past so directly, that now, though.
2: Well, that was the state's answer when people were breaking the law at the time. Any time there have been marches which haven't, um, or protests, which haven't agreed with the state's position. Now, I think that in the car thing, because elements in this state would agree with, you know, this proposal, and particularly those, you know, in, in on one hand crib about, the drug addiction on the streets, and you know, you mentioned that there we have a tolerance for cannabis. There's a tolerance in this country now for high cocaine, cocaine, and for heroin. And you only have to look at the streets of the major cities in this country to see.
0: Okay, but in answer, in answer to are- my question, uh, this protest, um, and and you're you're not being uh, shy about this protest, Martin. You're not hiding it. You are openly having this protest on Saturday, kind of to go the authorities, is it?
1: Well, we're working with the, the authorities and notified of the, the protest.
0: Okay, but have they been um, notified that you told everybody to bring your own spliff?
1: Yeah, I, I, they've been notified that this is um, a civil disobedience protest and people will be bringing their own cannabis and there will be cannabis consumed there. And, uh, and do they, you they envisage
0: the guards arriving en masse and arresting all of
1: you? Um, no, not after the interaction we had above in Phoenix Park last month on the 10th of July at the last uh, picnic in the park-style gathering. Um, there, there was over a thousand people attended that protest, and I've photos here of people openly smoking cannabis right in front of uh gardy, and the gardy chatting away happily, very positive interactions. People were rolling up their own splits of cannabis in front of the gardy. Uh, well, were there any arrests? Cannab- no, no arrests. No um, Okay, I, so that, that, that will show you
0: that will show you Maliki, where we're at now in terms of uh, tolerance towards cannabis
2: use, and that doesn't surprise me. And as I've said, there are elements in the state who will agree with this kind of an agenda. But I don't, and I don't think it's good for society. And I don't think we should be saying to our young people that it's okay to do these things. So I think that rather than, you know, open up the door to allowing more of these things to happen and more drugs to be decriminalized or legalized, we need to actually deal with the problems that we have. And why would we be saying to our young people at 14 and 15, because that's what you're talking to. You're talking about young kids in secondary school And any secondary school teacher you talk to will tell you that half of the time, fellows and girls are coming in out of their head. And that leads to all kinds of problems in terms of of managing the school and in terms of the the mental health of, of those young people. Why would we say, as a state and as a people, that that's okay?
0: All right, uh, Maliki, this protest I mentioned earlier on takes place on Sunday at uh, two o'clock at Merrion Square. Uh, would you uh, like to see the guards enforcing the law and stopping something like this happening?
2: If somebody is openly breaking the law and in possession of drugs, well, then the state, I would suggest, have a responsibility, both moral and legal, to bring that person before the courts, of
0: course. All right, well, as I said, that protest takes place this coming Sunday afternoon at uh, 2 o'clock in the campaign to uh, legalise cannabis. Ma- Maliki Steenson, thank you very much indeed for talking to us. And in fact, actually, I've, ju- I've just one message to play for you uh, from Wesley. I want you to have a listen to this before I let you go, Maliki.
4: please. Does that chap on the phone now think that everything's hunky-dory as it is, that whether you're in D4 or D24, that, you know... We should keep things rocking as they are, you know. Everyone's happy, hunky dory, and no one's really getting hurt. by this. like it doesn't really matter where you're from. You know, I'm on the south side, in the so-called posh area. I wouldn't be able to afford my own legal aid, and you know, it's definitely not going to be free. So I'm just as at risk as anyone else. I could lose my job, lose my career. That's why I'm leaving Ireland because we're just absolutely backwards here. Mm.
2: Do you want to respond to that, Maliki? Well, I don't disagree with that. He says there, because you know this country is going backwards. And I think that more and more people will seek to get out of it and get a far better life somewhere else, where, in fact, they can probably afford to buy somewhere to to live.
0: All right, Malachi Steenson, thanks very much, indeed for talking to us. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Dave, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Dave? What's the crack? Dave, we were asking uh, about the legalisation of drugs. Should we legalise cannabis, all illegal drugs or none?
3: I wish, look, I'd say we could see cannabis being legalised in probably the next 10 years anyway. You know, kind of, the wind seems to be going in that direction, don't they?
0: Yeah, well, and when I hear of uh, Martin down and Cork having a protest where half of them were smoking joints and the guards did nothing, that would make you think we're heading that way, wouldn't
3: it? It would, all right. Something like bit of crack, though, to be fair. But um, no, but the, the whole idea of legalizing all drugs is just silly. I, I understand the argument of, you know, you can regulate it, you can make sure someone's not getting dirty heroin or cocaine that's laced with fentanyl, but. You're not really solving the problem. The problem we have with drugs in this country isn't the fact that people are doing drugs. It's the fact that when people want to get off drugs, the, the services just aren't there. Like you can go and get a treatment bed and get clean, but then you're going right back into the same socioeconomic situation you were in before. You know, you. Um, there's a woman named Sister Consilio. She does kind of you know the whole private thing, but what they do is they take you out of that uh, situation to get you clean, they help you learn a trade or, you know, get an education. So when you go back out into society, you go back out as a productive member of society and you don't just fall back into the same pitfalls you were in before. Because lots of things, say taking taken from, say, St. Ballymun, get them clean, and then drop them right back into the situation they were in before. You're only going to read that.
0: Okay, so where it comes to cannabis, you wouldn't necessarily have an issue. You think that's how where we're going anyhow. But as regards uh, cocaine and heroin and legalizing all of those, as we heard from Martin, uh, you don't see that happening.
3: Well, like, I mean, there are some drugs out there in regards to the likes of, um, say, magic mushrooms, like the active ingredient, that psilocybin is actually being, currently being used at the moment for helping people, funny enough, with addiction issues. Because it can help you break your, your uh, kind of the, the, the patterns you get yourself into mentally. Um, NDMA is being trialled in America at the moment for helping people with post-traumatic stress disorder. So there are uses out there for some of them, but the idea that you could go into a shop and just buy heroin legally is a bit nonsensical, to be fair.
0: All right, so stay there for one second. I want to just bring in one last call on this, and that's Niall. Niall, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you?
3: Fine, how are you doing?
0: Good, thank you. What did you want to say on this?
4: I would start by legalising cannabis. Do you see that happening? I think we should. Personally, I think when it comes to drugs, I think I'd like to see the EU bring in proper legislation on it. Because when it comes to Irish law, it's pretty lackadaisical. But I'd like to start off with with cannabis and then look into other drugs. Because when you see um, the problem with drugs really is what goes into them. And then the distribution, the, and, yeah, the
0: distribution network, and <laughs> yeah. everything else. Yeah, yeah
4: exactly. Yeah. So, it, you know, one of the things um, about even with ecstasy years ago was the crap that went into it. Mm. So you so, obviously
0: believe then that by uh, legalising cannabis, at least we if, will know what's being sold.
4: If you can, let's say we had um, licensed far- licensed farmers and uh, licensed uh shops who sell it we could we could we could uh, regulate the strength of the product itself as well like we do with alcohol so we you can't buy a certain uh volume of strength of, of alcohol on the market so basically that's what you should do like okay just,
0: so in in answer to my question uh, from a while ago uh, in terms of legalizing would you legalize cannabis all the legal drugs or none
4: I would legalize all but I would start with cannabis first
0: and you don't worry about the floodgates opening then no
4: that's that's the biggest load of, troll, of trollop ever they said that about, um, the gay marriage, and they said that about it, abortion and everything, never happens. That sort of um, way of thinking, it's fake. I mean, just because, even if, let's say, if cannabis got legal, all of a sudden, I'm not going to run out and start smoking it. I'm not interested in that.
0: No and, uh, no, and nor would I, because I'm not interested in it either. Anyway, all right. Thanks very much indeed for your call, Nile. All cannabis or none, Jeremy. Here,
5: here's the thing. Cannabis has been used widespread, is not it? It's been used in schools by, by teenagers. That's one of my biggest fears. Actually, having kids growing up that they will end up taking drugs. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a big, big fear, um, which wasn't as much when we were. When that we was, were kids. was, it was. Wasn't it's always it? been a fear. Yeah, Maybe of course it's just it has. Like has yeah. Be, be I mean, the
0: heroin epidemic uh, hit Dublin in the 80s, so it has always been a fear, but...
5: Okay, the idea of legalising all drugs just to cut down on gangland crime, absolute nonsense. That argument is, is bull. It's complete bull, because those crime gangs, there are thousands and thousands of people in Ireland who are involved in criminal gangs, and most of it centres around drug dealing, yeah? And do you think, do people honestly think that if the government were to legalise uh, cannabis and um, heroin tomorrow, that those gangs would just disappear and start doing something else for a living. No, they won't go away. They would try and sell the, ju- the drugs cheaper. There will always be criminal gangs selling drugs, even if they're illegal or not. so sure, you had it with the cigarettes. Um, cigarettes have always been legal in this country.
0: And yet, yet they're being sold illegally. Yet they're still
5: <laughs> being sold on the streets out of boxes that come over in crates uh, illegally from Eastern Europe. So to put that argument uh, forward to say... Oh, if we uh, if we legalise all drugs, um, there'll be no such sort of thing as the Kinhens anymore. There'll be no such sort of thing as, as gangland crime anymore.
0: That's a very uh, short-sighted view, in my opinion. All right, thank you very much indeed, and thank you for all of your opinions. Opinions matter. Opinions matter
3: with Adrian Kennedy and Jeremy Dixon, a daily podcast from Ireland about opinions.